Welcome to Broadcast 1132. You can join us live every Sunday during our worship experience or at church1132.com. I've got a message for you that I'm just going to preach briefly. Um, I believe it's going to encourage you. We're going to go to the book of Ruth, uh, book of Ruth chapter 4. And uh, I'm just going to read a couple verses, and uh, we're going to unpack this uh, on this Mother's Day. And we'll be focused on moms, but this, this message is to everybody. And uh, I believe God wants to speak to you today. We believe this, that when you come into the house of God, anything can happen. When you came in these doors, you came into an atmosphere of faith where literally anything can happen. We still believe that God's the God of the impossible. We still still believe he's changing lives. He's giving hope to the hopeless. He's delivering people off of drugs and out of addictions. He's giving people purpose. He's give, we, we still believe that. I know it's a little antiquated, a little old school. We still believe the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. We still believe the Word of God. We still believe that Jesus is relevant, that we don't need to add anything to him or take away anything from him. He, he's still on the throne. He's, he's all right. He can, he can handle himself. And so I want you to go to Ruth chapter 4. Verse 13 says, so Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. When he made love to her, the Lord enabled him to, her to conceive and she gave birth to a son. The woman said to Naomi, the, the mother-in-law, praise be to the Lord who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you and is better to you than seven sons has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The woman living there said, Naomi has a son. And they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David, and down down the line, the father uh, and from the lineage of Jesus. This, this passage in the, in the book of Ruth is about Naomi, and we know the name of the book is Ruth, and most messages from this book are about Ruth. But I want to talk about Naomi. I want to talk about the, the, the mother-in-law, and really this is the end of the book, this is the end of the story, that now she has this daughter-in-law who has just given birth to this son, and everyone's rejoicing, she's happy, she is so, uh, so just enthralled by what God has done, and there's blessing, and there's joy, and there's delight, but that's not the whole story. We're, we're reading the end of the story of Naomi's life. Naomi's life started way earlier and her, the chapters of her life were very difficult at times. And I want to talk to you from the Old Testament. The Old Testament's interesting and it's very symbolic. These things actually happen, true stories, real stories that actually happen, but there's all kinds of symbolic meaning that we can pull into our everyday life. In the Old Testament, I don't know if you've read your Old Testament, the Old Testament can get crazy. I mean, there's like, there's stories like the earth opened up and swallowed them and their entire family closed back up again and life went on as usual. I mean, I think that's in your Bible. There's stuff in your Bible uh, like a donkey talking. That's like, that's in there. It's crazy. Some of you are like, man, I got to start reading this book. It's, it, it is, it's wild, but, it, but it's in there. There's some, there's some crazy stories. And, and uh, in, in, in the book of Ruth, Naomi goes through this journey. She is married, and uh, there's a famine in the land. They escape the land to a land that has more food. And uh, as they go there, not being there that long, her husband dies. After that, the Bible tells us that both of her sons die. 
So now she's encountered loss at the most personal, the most, mo- mo- most sensitive areas of her life, her husband and her sons. And what we're going to talk about figuratively today is not the de- actual death, but we're talking about the death figuratively of your dreams, of your confidence, of your expectation. Of your, ever had an unmet expectation? You ever thought something was going to happen one way and it happened another? You ever thought God was going to come through this way and he came through that way? You ever, you ever felt like God was late? You, you ever felt like God might have forgot about the things he promised you before? I mean, I think Deborah walked through that with, with Pastor Cameron, is that in the middle of the story, it looked like it wasn't going to end so well. But I've got great news for everybody today is that God never stops your story in the middle. You may look at it in the middle and think that it's not good, that it's painful, that it's a bad chapter, but God always sees the end of the story because the writer of Hebrews says that God is not just God, but he's also the author and the finisher of our faith, which means he writes it and he also completes it. So your life is a compilation of seasons, of years, of experiences, of chapters. And if it's not good yet, then God's not done yet. That's, that's, just, that's just the truth of the word of God, is that if it's not good yet, God is not done yet. I, I remember uh, years ago now, Jamie, when she announced to me that, that she was pregnant, and um, I'd been trying to talk her into having kids for a long time, and, and uh, she's kind of like put me off, and, and um, so we just, you know, we just practiced. And um, Anyways, and, and, and so, so finally we were ready for game time, and, uh, and so we're pregnant with Jude, and we were so excited. I remember being in the hospital, and, uh, and uh, he was breached, and so Jamie had to have a C-section. We're in the hospital, and uh, the doctor was like, would you like any music on while you give birth? And I'm like, this is not how I've seen it in the movies, but, you know, whatever. I'm like, yes, we played Hey Jude by the Beatles, and uh, it was perfect right as, right as she gives me, the doctor gives me Jude. Say, hey, Jude. It's like, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah, it's, um, you guys thought it was a book in the Bible. Uh, it is as well, as well. Double meaning. And, but I remember, those, I remember those moments. It's just in, in, incredible. And my respect for Jamie has always been high, but it's grown tremendously as I've seen her as a, as a mom. See her love our boys, see them walk them through discouragement and disappointment, even at young ages, to teach them lessons, to pray over them, to encourage them, to discipline them, to walk beside them. It's just incredible. I grew up with an incredible mom, and, uh, and she still, to this day, texts me all of the time. And um, I'm, I'm surprised. I, I probably have a text right now from her somewhere. It's Mother's Day. I should be texting her first. She probably texted me first, giving me a scripture about today and saying that she's praying for you, that God would move today, that God would speak to you. That, that's my mom all the time. I mean, I've told you stories of, of I'd be out and I would come home and my mom be praying in my room by my bed. Like, yeah, that's, that's mine, mom. And uh, she's like anointed with oil, you know? Like, it's, we got serious back in the day. And uh, sometimes mom's got to get desperate. And, uh, but I, I grew up with a great, with a great mom. There, there is so much power in the example and in the love of a mom. Naomi was a mom, but a mom that experienced loss. And a mom that experienced unmet expectations. A mom that experienced disappointment. A mom that went through real pain. I think on Mother's Day we think that everybody's just happy because it's Mother's Day, but there's some moms in here that are sad. 
There's some families that, in here that are disappointed because of things that they've walked through or pain that they've experienced because of different chapters of their life. But I want you to look at your, I want you to look at the entirety of your life as a book, as a story, and understand that one bad chapter doesn't ruin everything. And I want to give you just a couple things uh, today as, as we talk. But Naomi, the meaning of her name, it means this, my delight or my joy. It means joy. So the, the passage we read is she has just got a, a, a new grandson and she is full of joy. But that has not always been the case. She was not always full of joy. She was not always Naomi. She was not always full of delight. She went through real loss that we talked about, real pain that she experienced. But I want you to know this. God names you according to what he knows about your story. Which means when God gave Naomi the name Naomi, it was because he knew that at the end of the story, she would have joy. He knew that at the end of the story, she would be full of delight. So he didn't name her according to what she was experiencing currently. He named her according to her destination. And I want you to know this. When God looks at you, he does not see you right now. He does not see the, your, your past and your pain and think like, man, you, I don't know, we'll do what we can with you. Like, we'll do our best. Like, you know, you're not very experienced and you got a bad temper. And you, we'll, we'll do our best. He, he's, he, that's not God. God writes the end of the story first. Because he, he always, whatever he does, he does it with the end in mind. Let me give you a couple things about your story and about bad chapters, because everybody has bad chapters. Let me just say it this way. Don't let a bad chapter change your name. Don't let a bad chapter change your name. If you back up to Ruth chapter 1, the first chapter, this is actually the other part of the story. We read the end of the story, but I want to read you the beginning. She comes back after losing her husband and losing her two sons, and she said, don't call me Naomi. Don't call me Naomi, she told them. Call me Mara, because the Almighty has made my life very bitter. Mara actually means bitterness. So she comes back to the place that she grew up. They said, Naomi, you're back. She said, no, no, don't call me Naomi. Don't call me joy. Don't call me what I used to be. Don't call me delight. Just call me bitter. She said, because God has taken. See, th this is how disappointment usually happens is usually when it hits us, we think it's God. When loss hits us at the end of the day, if we can't blame anyone else, we'll blame him. And this is what Naomi, this is what joy, this is what delight did, is she blamed God for the loss that she incurred, and she said this, don't call me Naomi anymore. Don't call me the things of the past. Don't call me what God used to call me. Call me Mara, because my life has left me empty. My life has left me hurt. My life has left me with loss. Just call me Mara. Just call me Mara. Don't let a bad chapter change your name. I, I remember uh, we were in the Dominican Republic years ago, and, and we brought Jude with us. And when Jude was really small, uh, Jude wasn't that small. He was actually a massive baby. If you saw baby pictures of Jude, you would just be like, this is a, this is a different kid. And we're in the Dominican Republic, and if you know baseball uh, at all, uh, we're there, and Jude comes in, and he's massive. And he's got a Boston Red Sox hat on. And the entire kitchen erupts with, Big Poppy! 
Big Poppy. And so that was his name. And everybody, all the whole week we were at this resort, they're like, oh, Big Poppy, Big Poppy, Big Poppy. And you come in and Jude's got cheeks like down to here. He's Big Poppy. Wear that Boston hat everywhere. Big Poppy. But, but, but what's interesting is that what we called him in a season doesn't fit him now. And you have to be careful that you don't give yourself a different name in a bad season just because it's a chapter that doesn't look like the end of your story. Make sure that you don't change your name. Don't let a temporary situation give you a permanent name. If you look at you now, you're probably not thinking Big Poppy. But it was there. I got pictures to prove it. But you know what I find a lot of people that when they go through difficult seasons or difficult chapters is they allow life to change their name. You know, what's, what's interesting to me is that God didn't change it. She changed it. She said, God didn't change her name to Mara. She changed her name. to. She said, my life has been full of disappointment, so I must be a disappointment. And if you're not careful, what happens in your life will try to define you and ruin the rest of the story. Uh, but don't let a bad chapter Change your name. Don't let a bad chapter steal your confidence. Ruth chapter 1 verse 21, the next scripture, it says, I went away full, but the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi? The Lord has afflicted me. The almighty God has brought misfortune upon me. She begins to declare and lament about everything that she's been through, and she has now lost her confidence in the goodness of God. I want you to know this. It is impossible to have faith in God. It is impossible to have faith in God if you don't really believe in his goodness. It is impossible to have persistence in the promises of God if you're not confident in those promises. If you're in a storm and you know you're going to make it through the storm, you can persist through the storm. But if you really don't know, if you're going through a bad chapter, but you don't know if the bad chapter is going to be the rest, be the last chapter, and that's how you're going to end up. But if you have confidence that God has a good plan for you, you can persist through anything. So you have to be careful that a bad chapter doesn't steal your confidence. I was, I was, reading, and I was reading all these articles on moms this week as I was preparing and studying. And, and I came across an interesting uh, website that is devoted to moms that have lost their confidence. And it was super discouraging to, to read it, but it was all of these moms that used to have these dreams, these aspirations, these ideas, this vision that now like momhood has taken over. Motherhood has now taken over their lives and these people, it was like a support group to get your confidence back. I, I want you to know this, the enemy would like nothing more than to steal your confidence. Moms, dads, men, women alike, the enemy would love to steal your confidence. And not your confidence in you. Your confidence in, in him. If he can rob you of your confidence in him, he's got you. If you don't really believe that he's good, and if you don't really believe that he's strong, and you don't really believe he has good things in mind for you, you will have no persistence in the bad chapters of your life. If you're confident of it, then you can be persistent in it i got to be confident of the goodness of God so that I can be persistent in it. You know, I, I found this to be true. You really don't have something until you fight for it. Some people say, I have joy. You don't really have joy until you've been through something that's tried to take your joy. Then you have joy. You, you, can, have, you can say you have joy just because everything's going good in your life. 
This is why people say, man, I love God. I'm going to serve God. With you, you're not really serving God until you've been through bad times. And then if you serve him. See, once something's been contended for in your life and you win, then you have it. Naomi wasn't Naomi in the beginning of her life. Because when her joy was contended for, she lost it. Naomi was Naomi in the end of her life because she contended and won. You have to be careful with your confidence that losing, disappointment, unmet expectations don't rob you of your confidence in who you are. You're God's child. You're a man of God. You're a woman of God. You've been called by him. He's got an anointing that's on your life. He has a good plan for your life. He's already seen your path, and he knows the end from the beginning. He's writing the story, and he knows how it ends, so he's not going to get discouraged by the bad chapter in the middle because he already wrote the end of the book, and he knows that it's good. Do you know? That the end of the book is good? Do you know that the end of your story is good? Don't let a bad chapter steal your confidence. Philippians chapter 1 verse 6, it says, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I'm confident that if he began it, then he's going to finish it. If he began it, He's going to prosper if he began it. He's going to finish it. Wiley, if he began it, he's going to finish it. Anybody watching online? Somebody told me last service that they watched from Egypt. If he began it, he's going to finish. All you in this room, family members that came for dedication, no matter what you're here for, I want you to know this. If God began it, he's going to finish it. He hadn't fallen off the throne. He hasn't lost his power. He hasn't forgotten about you. He hasn't changed his mind about you. He gave you a name for a reason. He called you joy because he knew that the end of the story would be joyful that's who he that's who he is don't let a bad chapter steal your confidence and let's close with this don't let a bad chapter define your story don't let a bad chapter define your this is what i see with people all the time is is that bad seasons end up putting them in a place where they have a bad life Bad chapters now put them in a position where they have a bad attitude. Bad choices, bad chapters, bad seasons equal a bad heart. Unless you understand that everything that we walk through in this life is there to develop us and train us. God does not cause everything, but he does use everything a bad hour doesn't mean a bad day. A bad day doesn't mean a bad month. A bad month doesn't mean a bad life. In Exodus chapter 15, it's interesting because Mara, it equals bitterness. It means bitterness. But in Exodus chapter 15, I was reminded of this, that there is another mention of Mara. Exodus chapter 15, verse 22, it says, Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the desert of Shur. For three days they traveled in the desert without finding water. When they came to Marah, bitterness, they could not drink its water because it was bitter. That is why the place is called Marah. So the people grumbled against Moses saying, what are we to drink? Then Moses cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. He threw it into the water and the water became fit to drink. Now just stop here for a second. The, the water was bitter and so the people could not drink. I want you to know this, that as a mom, especially today, 
But as a man or woman of God, it is your responsibility to watch over the water of your heart. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart. Guard your, guard your heart. We think it has to do with relationships. It's not just relationships. It's anything that flows out of my heart. I have to watch it. I have to guard it. Because if I'm not careful, what I expected from life will leave me bitter at life. And when the water is bitter, my life is bitter. And I have to be careful because sometimes a bitter chapter ends up, results in a bitter life. What's interesting is Mara in our story in Ruth, M-A-R-A, means the same as in Exodus chapter 15, but there's one letter different. M-A-R-A means bitter. M-A-R-A-H means bitter. But the difference between Mara and Mara is that one is a name and the other is a place. Did you know that what you declare over yourself has the power to become the place in which you live? That if you keep on calling yourself bitter, then you will find yourself in a bitter place. If you keep on calling yourself a loser, you will find yourself in a losing place. If you keep on calling yourself whatever it is for you, you will end up in that place. This is the plan of the enemy is to make what you label yourself become your location. The location in which you live is the thing that you label with your label is the label that you put on your life. You have to be careful what you say about yourself. Sometimes you got to remind yourself what God said. You got to remind yourself what he said about you, what he said you would do, what he said you were, what he said you were capable of. You have to remind yourself over and over and over again because life will try to label your season, your chapter as the rest of your life. Don't let a bad chapter define your story. The story goes on in Exodus chapter 15. It says that the water was bitter. Now, I think this is interesting. Because the water was bitter, nobody could drink the water. I just want to speak to somebody in the room, and they might be watching right now, and I want you to know this. When the water of your life becomes bitter, you fail to be a resource to the people around you. Moses, the Bible says, he didn't know what to do. He's leading these people, and... Water's bitter and they're thirsty. They haven't drank for days. It says God showed him a piece of wood. He told him to pick up the piece of wood and throw it into the water. So he picked up something that was within his grasp. And he threw it in the water and the Bible says the water was made pure. And they could drink. I want you to know this. The healing for your bitter heart is within your grasp. I think sometimes people think, well, if the season changes, if the situation changes, if they change, if they, no, no, no. The bitterness of your heart and the healing for that bitterness is within your grasp. Well, if they would, no, stop. You're, you're, you're limiting your healing by waiting for them to change. No, the healing is within your Grass. What he said to Moses was, Moses, there it is. Throw it into the water. He throws it in the water. The water was healed. And everyone began to drink of the water. Can I just tell you something as a mom? All right? All the moms in this room, in your life, everybody pulls from you. Everybody needs you. 
And if you get bitter, what will they drink? If your heart gets polluted, what will they drink? But I'm going to tell you this. The healing for your life is within your grasp. And if you would just be obedient to call yourself what he calls you. Naomi means my delight, my joy. So whether your mom in here or not, I want you to know this. Is God wants to heal your heart. God wants to encourage you today that just because of a bad chapter, it doesn't mean that you have to have a bad life. It doesn't mean your story has to have a bad ending. We already heard from Deborah and Pastor Cameron that something that was going the wrong way by the power of prayer and by the power of persistence changed around. Now Pastor Cam is preaching all over the world. He's raising up hundreds and hundreds of young people to know and to love Jesus. That is because a mom decided to not get bitter but to get on her knees and begin to pray and she was persistent in the place of prayer until the water was healed and now her son drank from that water and now an entire generation drinks from that water because one mom got healed I can't guarantee you good chapters I can't guarantee you no pain I can't guarantee you no bad seasons I can't guarantee you no rebellion I can't guarantee your kids will always do what's right but I can guarantee you this is that God knows the beginning from the ending and if you can be faithful if you can be persistent, what does the Bible say? Do not grow weary in doing good, for in due season, due season. All the dads out there, you remember when your wife was due? Moms, do you remember when you were due? It's like, oh boy, 32 days till I'm due. 31 days, 32, 34 hours until, we don't grow weary in doing good, for in due season, that means it's coming. Ever seen a baby just chill out and hang out? It's five years old. No, no. In due season, it's on its way. Your blessing is on its way. Your promise is on its way. The end of the story is on its way, and it's good. It will not end in a bad way. It will not end negatively. It will not end in loss. It will not end in depression. It will not end in discouragement. It will not end differently than the way God called it from the very beginning. You are God's Naomi. You are joy. You are a delight. You are God's pleasure. You will not be Mara. You will not be bitter. You will not be angry. You will not be full of hatred. You will not blame God. You will be full of joy. Doesn't that sound good? I want to be full of joy. I want to be full of delight. But it's our responsibility to be before God, to use what's in our grasp, to heal the water for our own soul. He's the author and he's the finisher, the writer and the completer, which means not only did God have the inspiration to write your story, he also has the power to complete it. He will not leave your story unwritten. He will not leave your story unfinished. He has a good plan, and if it's not good yet, that means he's not done yet. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about us at church1132.com.